1: And maestro one professor hulk one fortnightly discussion of comics and culture i'm your host Robbie Norman, literature geek and writer
0: and i'm your other host eric z goodnight professional arts and illustration nerd
1: and we are the hansel boys comic salary home for news reviews slightly antagonistic mantra and much much more it's episode 281 yep <laughs> sure is oh, oh boy episode 281 eric how are you i'm a little tuckered
0: out mm-hmm. a little tuckered out
1: I, i'm pretty s- tired same also mm-hmm.
0: been been breathing paint fumes and painting it's funny how those two things go together um <laughs> I'm doing okay though I'm, I'm alive
1: you're alive you're here to talk about yeah. the incredible hulk. nap
0: though oh yeah
1: we're here to hulk out we're gonna hulk it up we have we've... this is the hulkamania episode oh no oh no let's not let's not mention
0: you know i i didn't i didn't i didn't take that filthy man's name in vain <laughs>
1: Okay, we're talking about uh, future imperfect later on in Urbo Book Club. Uh, the The Incredible Hulk Epic Collection, which is fu- centered around future imperfect, just to give us a little taste, a sampler of Peter David's run with uh, the Hulk character, and we'll talk about that nineties. 90s, the nineties rific, more nineties rific yes. Marvel comics. We we did we dipped our toes in with Maximum Carnage, and now we're back back again.
0: This is this is super nineties.
1: Uh before that though, we have comic books that came out the past couple of weeks to talk about. It is time for Floppies for Nightly. <laughs> Floppies for Nightly is the part of the show where Eric and I read a selection of the past couple of weeks' books to tell you to buy or do not buy them. The meter goes from one to five if we're feeling particularly mushy. Our first book is Future State Superman Worlds of War, number one. Written by Philip Kennedy Johnson, Art Mikhail Janine, Colors, Jordi Belair, Letters, Dave Sharp. With some backups, some Mr. Miracle and Midnighter backup stories in here.
0: Lot of lot of backups. A
1: mm-hmm.
0: Lot of backing that thing up.
1: Um, I'm. How do you feel about this comic book, Eric?
0: I like it okay, but I can't. I can't really say that someone should buy it. The Superman story, I think, is it's my kind of Superman. Um, I think it totally gets a lot of things right, and even seems to have some of that meta discussion of how people don't seem to understand what superman is about but our kind of title or our our point of view character gets it some of these some of the characters in here get it like it 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 works for me on that level and seeing a planet hulk superman glad you know be a gladiator i i never hate that you know
1: no I I kind of I had seen this comic and I was like I had only seen the pages that were Gladiator Superman mm-hmm. and I was like oh man a book that's just Gladiator Superman that's awesome yeah
0: it's mostly it's definitely mostly not that it's
1: mostly not that it's mostly Earth um people on Earth thinking about and trying to like talking about what Superman is and is not which is not bad uh it's no. but it's not Gladiator Superman. Uh, not
0: yet it's a it's a gladiator superman tease
1: yeah it is i
0: speaking speaking of tease what is with these guys with the minigun
1: dicks (laughs) i don't know i I, honestly
0: that is a a bold choice boys
1: i I don't know uh i'm not upset about the Midnighter backup story it it was was, it's not bad um the
0: reveal is that it's apollo i guess yeah I had, to, I had to google what apollo looks like now uh because that he he didn't he didn't used to look like doc savage he's um, he's,
1: he's gone through some changes i guess i uh, apparently it's also why he's evil now
0: <laughs> that's strange
1: i don't know i'm again it's a, a lot of these stories are because they're in the, in the far distant future hmm. they're basically elseworld stories so you yeah. can kind of do go a little crazy and like, yeah, it's gonna be Apollo fighting Midnighter and like, well, mm-hmm. one, if Apollo fought Midnighter, I'm sorry, Midnighter, I love you, you're my boy, but Apollo would uh, literally destroy you in a moment. Apollo is if we're if we're going by <laughs> canonical power levels, much like our nerd friend here in the in the, in the Superman story.
0: Mm, yes,
1: I. I I I think I like this enough to say bye. I I it was I I I wanted I want more glider Superman and I'm really I'm excited for the, mm-hmm. the upcoming issues of this because it's looking like we'll get a lot more of that. But I do think it gets the you know this I like the discussion mm-hmm. about the what the different people see about in Superman and what they think that ca- the character is. Um, and I will also say that uh, I don't. I'm I'm. This is my question. I was curious. What you thought was, um, does, this is Michael Janine, which you know you're yeah. the the the, the, I'm, the posy, I'm frequently critical of the posiness of his uh, mm. figures. It doesn't. It seems pretty subdued in this. Do you notice it as much? Does it stand out? No, as...
0: No. Uh, I I actually did not even. I didn't look very closely at the credits. Um, so I think. I think he heard my criticism and (laughs) took it to heart. Um, That's probably true. I mean, he probably heard other people say it as well. Um, But it does, like, I've always thought he draws very well, but he needs to fucking draw stuff and not trace it from his program. Um, He is definitely doing some of that here, but I would say he's doing a lot. He is doing it more artfully. and that should be the goal. Like I kind of don't care what tools anyone uses, like fucking Renaissance painters use camera Oscura. Like who cares? Like that's great. Like, especially as an illustrator, use all the cheats you want, use all the cheat codes, but like, don't let me see that you're cheating. Right. Um. That's the only, my only caveat there.
1: But I I like this I like this as a as a as a package. Mm. I'm a I'm a buy.
0: I am not wowed enough by anything to think that you sh- that I I can recommend someone spend their money on this. <clears throat> um, it's fine. It's actually it's good even. Um, but I don't think you need to go out of your way. I you know whatever if you're already way into. Uh, if you're already way into this this event in DC in general, you know you know your feelings about this. But for me and people aligned with my taste, you're gonna forget about this. So no, I'm a I'm a do not buy.
1: That's a split decision on Future State Superman Worlds of War number one. Next up, Future State Suicide Squad number one, written by Robbie Thompson, art Javier Fernandez, colors Alex Sinclair, letters Wes Abbott. Was that?
0: Yes, it was
1: okay. You're a little not not a fan of this one.
0: It's okay. <laughs> I love how Brainiac is doing the. You wouldn't download a car, um, in this issue.
1: I mean, you wouldn't download a car.
0: Uh, don't tell me what I'm all about, son.
1: <laughs> I was like, actually, I would absolutely download a car. Um, I mean, if
0: I could, I would. Abs- yeah, one one thousand percent.
1: I um, I I don't know. I I like. Parts of this, yeah, and then other there's parts. A lot, there's a lot in this, yeah, and then the other parts. I'm just like, oh, okay, I, I don't, no, nah. I, it's, I'm kind of just like, uh, what, like, I don't know, I, like, I, I enjoy like a lot of the infighting and the, 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 the this the justice the new Justice League this fake Justice League kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. It's fun um i I, like when it's campier when this book is like really silly and absurd you know that's what i'm liking it when when they batman's head explodes this new batman i'm like okay yeah there we go it's just yeah dial it up make it stupid when it is it gets down into like the underground and Amanda Waller is talking to this Superman like this is important stuff and I'm just like I don't I don't I don't I'm like okay all right right." let me keep it really dumb I don't need I don't want this to be grim dark I want this to be stupid dark so I don't know I don't know what that means to me like I don't I think it means I'm gonna do not buy frankly uh, I don't
0: think I'm a buy on this either. Like, I, I I largely, like, this event is so crazy, and I I honestly can't follow this. Like, I, it's just, like, too dense. Like, there's alternate universes everywhere, and sometimes they set up some of it, and sometimes they don't. It's just, like, it's so much. It looks pretty. Yeah. I it, do like looking at this issue a lot. But I like. I don't know, man. I mean, like, um, I like. The, I like this, the, this is not a point for a reader like myself.
1: It's like it's the like. Oh, it's Clayface pretending, like, impersonating Martian mm-hmm. Manhunter. That's awesome. Yes. That's a fun idea. It's,
0: it's yeah, it's interesting.
1: But then you're just like immediately just mired in like a lot of talking, and again, some of these books are in the same space like this is taking place in the same space as the other like some of the other future state books but then others then like you look at the the backup story in this future state book mm-hmm. and it's just like oh black adam is on an alien planet and he's facing personified uh the seven sins plus fatal savage you're like okay but this mm-hmm. isn't the same future state this is a completely different thing which is which
0: Plus, there's a gold Superman and a silver Wonder Woman.
1: There is, just like it is. I again, I, I don't know. I feel like
0: they're also intentionally trying to make Black Adam look like The Rock.
1: I mean, yes, almost certainly. Yeah, because his involvement will immediately make Black Adam a much. Your get get ready for your Black Adam, uh, ongoing. Hmm. Which is, whatever,
0: that's yeah. fine. I'm a, um,
1: but yeah I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a do not I'm a do not buy on this. I don't it doesn't have enough for me to go, "Oh, this is I need to keep reading this." Like yeah, the I gimmick mean, of a gladiator Superman is enough for me. Not there's no nothing in this that makes me that latches. I get latched on oh, to. I there's guess.
0: there's zero through line in either story, really. Um it's just I, I mean, I don't know. Suicide Squad like I the, it is the primary story whatever. Like that is maybe a little bit clearer, you know, in terms of I don't know, man. Whatever. I I cannot bring myself to give shits about this. This is this is a a completely just I don't even want to look at it. I just <laughs> oh okay. no thanks, guys. That's a
1: double do not buy on Future State Suicide Squad. Our last future state book of the week is Future State Superman vs. Imperius. Is that, is this is this Superman vs. Imperious Lex, number yes. one, written by Mark Russell and art by Steve Pugh, colors Romulo Fajardo Jr., letters Carlos M. Mangual. It's from the team of Woke Flintstones and Billionaire Island and um, Wonder Twins, I believe is written by Mark Russell as well. So, so this is, again i i don't know when see that we don't know i don't know when this when this is it's the future the not so distant future it says where lex Luthor has his own planet and it's a very thinly veiled metaphor for elon musk united
0: states of america yes (laughs) Yeah, yeah i i am i don't know i'm amazed this stuff gets published in a relatively mainstream book um i like it for that uh was it, was it, um, did he write this, Woke Flintstones Guy? Mark Russell, I believe so. Is yeah. that who that was? Yes. Okay. Uh, I, I think I'm a fan of <laughs> Woke Flintstones Guy. Um, <laughs> you've seen <we've>, some <laughs> subversive shit. i pat him on the back for it. That's marvelous. Um, this book looks really good too. Uh, I mean, the last two books also looked excellent. Um,
1: i i like i like this i like this okay i like this do you like superman and lois lane like elderly making out in a closet
0: you know good for them all right you know why would i not like that
1: i would say maybe save it you know till after the planet meeting but you know
0: you know man
1: superman's got needs so you're going horniness.
0: horniness waits for no man
1: what about superman
0: He's got super horny. Uh, fair,
1: fair enough. i um, I agree with you. It's it's like it is it is a, it is for a book that's like it's one thing to be doing it with Fred Funstone. It's uh-huh. another thing to be doing it with Superman Lex Luthor, and I think it is a completely apt uh completely apt characters to use it. Um and this is a play. this is like this kind of story doesn't need like it doesn't need, like, you understand well, how does the authoritarian government of future Gotham or future Metropolis work? It's just like, oh, no, there's aliens here, uh, Superman's here, Lois Lane's here, and Lex Luthor is doing a bad thing. Like, it's really simple, and I think that is a, a big benefit to it. Um, they but call also, him a cake stealer. It has a perspective too, which is a thing that we key in in a lot of comic books in general. Is just like, you need to stand out. Your book needs to have our perspective. It needs to be saying something, and uh, this book certainly is. So I'm a buy.
0: You need to respond to the fact that they call him an international cake thief or a interplanetary villain and cake thief. That re- that requires a response, sir.
1: I'm. What what do you want from me? I mean, something. It's good. I like it.
0: That you, you're supposed to say, and that's terrible. Oh, I'm sorry. It's just, just. Woke Flintstones and memes, man. I don't.
1: I don't. I'm not. Um, I'm not. I'm. I. There's. So, I'm an old man now. I, I cannot communicate in like every. Everyone else is like uh doing a, is like like is Darnock in Star Trek, and I am just. I'm Patrick Stewart. I'm Captain Picard. Very confused.
0: I don't know what you're talking about.
1: There is an episode. Okay. There's an episode of Star Trek: Next Generation where. Picard is stranded on a planet with an alien, another alien who is also a leader, and they don't speak the same language, and the translator mm-hmm. function doesn't work. And mm-hmm. Picard, through the course of the episode, learns that they basically communicate through memes.
0: I mean, just like, just like Zoomers.
1: Mm-hmm. It's, it's, like it's it's very it's, it's very accurate now because it's literally I'm just going on Twitter. People, it's all they, that's all they talk. Um, that's a double bye on. Uh, future state Superman versus Imperius Lex, number one. Next up is I Breathe a Body, number one, written by Zach Thompson, art annie McDonald, colors triana Farrell, letters Asan Asman El howl Um, Eric, Robbing, will you t- will you help me and tell me what happened? What is going on in this comic book? I
0: see it's come it's back on memes again. Okay this is a book about pewdiepie
1: <laughs> oh, no. is that what this is
0: yes okay this is a book about pewdiepie okay um he is this sort of character that it's centered around he's not our point of view character it's this woman yeah is she's she like, a, she's like a family she's Do like what?
1: a she's like a business consultant. handler something yeah, something and like yeah um, i like i get like i understand parts of this story like when you comp- when you segment them away but then you like yes. mix when you put them together that's when i start like yes. what's with all the body I just, i'm hitting my microphone with my hands i'm so punch depressed. that fucking
0: microphone
1: i am like i gotta hold on to it like henry rollins uh mm-hmm. it is Wrap it
0: around your arm i know
1: take off my shoes it's it's when I'm like, okay, I get the story about okay, there's this kid that's like a social media superstar, and they're profiting off of that and being unethical about it. But when you mix in like this weird body horror stuff that's around the edges, is when I'm like, what does that mean? What's this stat? What's this necklace mean? Why does this kid like? I like I don't I I don't I I'm I met I think i'm supposed to be confused by it all yeah so it, i guess it's a it's mission accomplished but it there's a part of me that says like maybe i don't know like i'm not sure if it's like good in i'm not i don't feel like i'm necessarily intrigued by this i am mostly just mm-hmm. befuddled
0: i'm a lot of befuddled too and i think that that's the the sort of storytelling style here is it's starts off weird and incomprehensible Immediately turns to something familiar, like you can get a good beat on it. Goes through that story, which abruptly ends in violent uh, body horror, grossness, uh, and and like a, a horrific death.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so I do think you're supposed to come away with this. I don't know. It's the story. It's like the story's all hook um, for the most part and that's 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 like the that's the whole intention
1: i I, yeah like there's a lot of this reminds me a lot of cronenberg it reminds me of existence cronenberg film Mm -hmm. um i i'm not i don't hate this i i I don't hate it
0: either gal i like the
1: i like there's certainly ideas here that i think are like interesting can be explored and i think that frankly this is I'll throw this on the the massive pile of comic books where I go if I read this in trade I probably would I would go oh this is interesting I like it but instead I write 22 issues, 22 pages I'm like i have no idea what's going on and in a month from now will I remember that it exists so I am a, I'm going to say buy it in trade or or mm-hmm. read it in trade that is my stance on this because this is not a book I'm going to want to read issue to issue so, whatever that buy, whatever you know, eventually.
0: I'm gonna remember um, that you said that. I mean, I agree with you completely. But I think when we talk about when we talk about Hulk comics, have changed a lot. They have. Um, I'll leave it at that, and we'll talk about <laughs> more later. Okay. Um,
1: you. So, are you? Are you? Are you? Are you uh, also? read it and trade or you uh, just do you not I buy? think that's the better way to
0: experience this particular work um, I basically see eye to eye with you that it is it is interesting it is intriguing uh, I think that it is pretty good there's nothing really objectionable happening that I don't like it um, but I don't love it enough to read it issue to issue I just if I sat down to read this I would like something complete um, I'm not starving for every bit that they're going to break off for me so that's where i'm at
1: okay so double read later in a trade (laughs) double do not buy now i think whatever that means
0: double buy on the trade
1: yeah there you go uh our last book of the week is transformers beast wars number one written by eric burnham art by josh bertram letters by jake m wood uh did, did you ever watch beast wars eric No. Okay. I didn't think you did. But
0: I'm, a, I'm a Gen 1, if anything.
1: Right. I, I loved Beast Wars.
0: Does this book mean anything to you?
1: You mean, like, do I understand it? Or? uh, Maybe. Just, like,
0: does it have meaning? Do you? I don't know. Does it resonate for you? Does it whatever? Uh, do
1: you, you I, have I, feelings beast, reading this? Beast Wars resonates with me because I spent Many many afternoons of my youth watching it, you know, it was, it was literally one of the shows where I watch every episode. When I knew when it would, I knew when it was airing, and I would sit down and make sure I was watching it when it happened. So I don't know this this comic book. It's like I, I think my critique about this comic book is that it's just too. It takes too much time to get to the to, to the, find the plot ticket to find what this is like. If you're most people, like I think the the book is trying to hem and haul because it's trying to appeal to people who have no idea what beast wars is at all. And so it wants to like, okay, this is what, you know, you know what transformers are. They're robots in disguise, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So there's a mission and all these things happen and they le- eventually land on a planet and they have to turn, go into animal form because their robot form will, they'll eventually you know die if they stay in the robot form for too long. Um, and they don't have trucks to turn into on a you know a wild planet. They have animals, so they turn into animals. Like I, you know, like it's just you don't get that until like the last three pages of this comic book. I've watched dozens, if not hundreds, of episodes of Beast Wars. I already know all that stuff. Like it's it, this is not one to one the same story as Beast Wars. They mm-hmm. move they move in characters around. It's like kind of like a I saw it explained online. Is like it's it's like Marvel Ultimates. You know it's the ultimate universe where they kind of just mix and match stuff around a little bit and retell the story, um, which is fine. But I would I will, I will I will probably look for reviews of this and trade and then go read it there because I love Beast Wars and if it this is as good as like uh the you know the other Transformers books we've read, I'm excited for more Beast Wars. But I can't. I, I wouldn't say this issue is like. "Quote unquote bad, but what is in it? I'll
0: tell you. I tell you what it is. Is it's like not more more than two thirds of it is essentially talking head Mm -hmm. comic, yeah with 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 robots. Why would you do that?
1: It needs. Why
0: would you do that? Like this is. You have fucking you have talking sentient robots in outer space that turn into fucking gorillas and Mm -hmm. dinosaurs and all they do is talk (laughs) what the fuck is wrong with you
1: why would you do that in your comic i would i was gonna like immediately what i was gonna say is like aries like it's not quote unquote bad but why wouldn't you start your beast wars comic with a gorilla fighting one of the one of the find yeah. uh, fighting fight the T Rex or fighting one of the Alaska like have a little battle and then you you start in Meteor Res and then you jump back and say, Oh, how did we get here? And you intersperse that stuff in between the action sequences because your robots that are turning into cool animals and stuff. Yeah, like, what what is it about what is it about
0: fucking Transformers people that like they think that the thing that is good about Transformers is ten hundred thousand words that's a number i just invented for transformers
1: i mean i i think that's literally it and like i i'm i want to get to the fireworks factory and we don't you don't get to the fireworks factory (laughs) it's just an issue where it's just we're on the bus to the fireworks factory and you're like okay uh, let me know when you get there peace wars yeah yep because when you get there, like, I'm all for it. Like, I love that show so much. And I, like, I literally own it on, still, I own the discs, where I've mostly eliminated a lot of physical media for my life. So, it tells you something. I love Beast Wars, but I can't recommend this comic book until, like, hey, do we get the Fireworks Factor issue 2, issue 3, issue 4? Okay, well, let's get, to the, go to it then. You don't need this issue, really. It's not going to tell you anything. Hey, the title is called Beast Wars. It's about Transformers. that turn into animals. You got. You don't need to spend twenty pages explaining it to me. I don't. I don't really care. <laughs> I don't. I don't care. I like
0: this artist for the book too, but this is. These are like script problems.
1: Yeah, it's, um, it's the art. It, I, I think, have no issue with the art at all. It, the art is. It's just, like. It's like.
0: It's like. Um, what if Scotty Young was drawing Transformers? Kind of.
1: Yeah, there. It, there's certainly that to it. Mm-hmm. i like it it's got it's got a little bit of that energy to it and i think that's a good fit um especially for the animals like that's it's really good when you have like you know you're gonna, gonna have pages of gorillas and t-rexes and stuff and you know it gives a nice there's a nice like a difference between the robot form and the animal form it's nice again fireworks factory so i'm gonna do not buy
0: yeah definitely me too
1: uh double do not buy transformers beast wars number one. That's it for floppies this week we can move on to our next se- next segment it's time for checking in checking in is the part show eric and i talk about what we've been doing watching playing viewing doing reading over the past couple weeks what's going on
0: been spending a lot of time in strip clubs lately
1: uh, uh, okay i mean first of all congrats so
0: this is, like, you know, this is, it's legitimately the first I've ever gone on my own volition. Did you know that about me?
1: I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure you've told me about, like, some <laughs> uncomfortable situations that you were, you didn't really want to go to, I believe, but.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm. Yeah, I mean, this is, I don't know. It's, uh, it's never really been a thing I've been that interested in, and I think I've also, I think at this point I've kind of had my fill for a while, um. But uh an interesting thing that is happening in our community um I'm not even sure kind of how it they broached the subject. I was probably told all this, and I just don't remember the whole story um but I will say uh there's a local art person her name is maria Swire um and she ended up working with this uh this gentleman's club owner it's a full nude club uh which is a thing we have in this region of Florida um and they just I don't know after some discussion they decided to start doing erotic art shows and I got invited to be a part of this one I have four pieces in the show um it's pretty neat um they they do like the 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 club is interested in sort of changing its image and being a little bit more upscale anyway um and it's a venue where you can do you can do nudes and erotic art and you don't have to paint the same fucking picture of a turtle or a fish or the bullshit that people buy here in Florida <laughs> um so it's interesting they had a show opening for the show that I got added to Uh, It was a two-night thing. I went to both nights, um, met some new people, made some contacts, and uh, hung out with some friends. Smoked hookah for the first time. A thing that is interesting about um, the laws surrounding uh, nude clubs is that you cannot serve alcohol at the same place. It has to be like a topless bar only. Uh, but you can't serve alcohol. So I I, I don't know. I didn't get hammered. It was interesting. Not too bad, though. Um, I guess sort of on top of that, I also spent today, as we're recording on a Monday, which is a little delayed for us, um, I spent a uh, big part of my day today uh, prepping and painting a mural with my friend John Gascott, who got this job working with the um Toronto Blue Jays that's what we decided was the correct name mm-hmm. um so it's interesting because it's almost it's a the same exercise in um I don't know corporate branding that all all major sports team artwork is they don't really care so much about having something be artistic or fun; they just want it to be a representation of their logo and their brand, remixed slightly, ten thousand different ways. Um, but you know, it is what it is. God bless. So I, I, I painted the Canadian flag on a wall today.
1: You gonna, you gonna plug your, uh, plug your new Patreon, Eric?
0: I'm too tired to think of things, bud. <laughs>
1: I, I will beforehand? talk about I will talk about the Patreon.
0: I figured that is a, a worthwhile thing. Thank you for the reminder, as I had fully legitimately uh forgotten to even mention it. But um a thing that has happened recently is uh, in conversation with a local group called Prince Saint Pete. It is um based here in St. Petersburg uh and two very cool ladies in sort of our local printmaking scene. One is a, one is a professor of print and the other is a, a librarian, but they run uh print St. Pete in their free time. Um, and they, they are starting a Rizzo lab and they've invited me to be one of the first members. And we hashed out some of the little finer details, but, uh, it will sort of require a little bit of additional funding. And I'm, setting up a Patreon um, for people to sort of be a part of that so I can kind of pre-sell a certain amount of prints that I would be doing there uh, on a monthly basis so I can, you know, I can afford to use the lab and and do these Risograph prints. Do you understand what a Risograph is, Robbie?
1: I mean, I think I understand, like, I... I- was you okay, so I can't explain it, so I guess not, so no that's okay. I, I think that's a good enough answer no not well not well enough okay. to explain it.
0: I was gonna say, can you explain it and then i'll 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 insufferably correct you um but this is also fine, so there may be more nuance to it than this that I will learn uh over time, but uh, it's sort of at its core a risograph, and they and actually, apparently, Rizo is the more correct way to pronounce it, as it is a Japanese company, Rizograph. Um, but the most of the, the I'm going to continue to say Rizograph because I'm, a, 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 you know I'm an idiot. But th- they are older machines, and essentially, you can think of them as shitty copy machines. Um, technically, they are a thing called a duplicator, but for um, all intents and purposes, you can kind of think of them as a one color copy machine. And instead of just black and white, it has a drum of toner that comes in various colors. And people are kind of creating this aftermarket process of you're creating your artwork, maybe in the same way you would create a screen print or something like that but you're using this, this this risograph machine to print it, changing out the drum and getting a similar kind of result on paper. Um, and it's a cool thing. It's a very twee and hipster sort of modern take on printmaking. Um, and it's still very difficult and rare. There are not risograph shops and, and labs popping up all over the country. It is still like it is still a very sort of still kind of a still sort of on the dl there you know i i first learned of it um through my friend um ryan cecil smith uh and i think that i think they were they were kind of they were friendly with each other i'm not sure who influenced who but the other person is uh nat nat or natalie anderson um who has been making some fucking incredible risograph prints. Um, Ryan has not done quite so many. Uh, He's been working at Nickelodeon or this or that in the past couple of years and has not done a tremendous amount of personal artwork in terms of risograph and stuff. It just might not be accessible to him, you know, out in L.A. or wherever he's living now. Um, But to have this opportunity, the Patreon uh, you know, it allows me to make uh, a print a month and you know, you would be getting it for probably cheaper than what I would end up selling it for. But I might find that I'll change the pricing or make adjustments here or there and we'll we're gonna play it by ear. But right now I am still looking for that uh still looking for those those early supporters to help me <sighs> I don't know. Basically, be able to use this equipment and not have to choose between doing printmaking and eating.
1: What? Where? What? Where can people find uh, your Patreon? What's uh, the, the I
0: believe for? I'm Easy Goodnight on Patreon. I'm not even sure about that. You have to tell me this stuff. My brain is not working right now.
1: You are you are Patreon.com/slash Easy Goodnight. Yeah, that's what I would have assumed it was,
0: uh, because I use. I use um basically Easy Goodnight for everything. It's probably about time for another another post. Yeah.
1: Patreon man. <laughs> hey Eric. What's up, bud? So I don't know what you know about uh big machines. Like you know, like cat cats, caterpillars, the big mm-hmm. earth movers and things like mm-hmm. that. Hmm. that's that's the corner of youtube i i occupy now i i you've, watch you've sent me some you sent me some
0: links this the pandemic has made us all very weird i i i watch nothing but mario videos and now this is who you are
1: i what there's a youtube channel called let's dig 18 uh he has 400,000 plus subscribers <laughs> um Addy. That's not
0: that many for YouTube, but no, it's. I
1: mean, t- considering uh, what his videos say, are, okay. So
0: it is, it is, it is approaching half a million. That's certainly a relatively big channel. But okay,
1: it's it's more about just the fact that those. It's a thing I didn't know existed. But this guy is just a heavy machine operator in North Carolina. Uh, of course, of course, uh, where he just every day, almost every days, he's uploads a video of just what he worked on that day. Uh, like with excavators and earth movers and, and big old machines doing like digging up ponds or 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 laying ditches and like it's just breaking rocks sometimes. Like that's that's what he does. Uh, sometimes it's mostly he works uh for his uncle and it's mostly the stuff he does for professionally. But sometimes it's just stuff he does around his 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 land. Like he was clearing out his his old forgotten pond. The past week or so, he was clearing out an old pond, clearing out t- old trees. <laughs> and it's just like 30 minutes long, an hour long, hour and a half long videos of him just like, kind of just like, some of it's just utter quiet. It's just the noise of the machine as he's moving trees around b- or burning trees like in a big burn pile. Sometimes he he's just been
0: talk- doing this a long
1: time. He has been. It's years and years of this. Um, His most popular videos are from years ago. I I got an, I found out through through the algorithm uh, I got suggested a video where he had to uh, a a somebody called him in to dig out a rented uh, machine that got stuck in the mud like was like five feet deep in mud and you and that was the video where I'm like oh my god this guy's really good at this like he is he lays out his own like track of uh, like railroad ties so he can drive out on the mud and digs out this other machine. It, and over the course, of like an hour, uh, but it's just really like soothing and simple. It's just this dude, just like, oh yeah, today I'm gonna like dig out some rocks. And I'm like, okay, nice, cool. Um, other the other small. This is a very new channel that I'm gonna recommend. Unemployed one Guy is the name of the channel. Um, I I don't even know if he's been around a whole year, and all his videos are incredibly short, like two, three, four minutes long, but. It is. I'm. I'm 99.9 percent sure this is a character, that this is not mm-hmm. a real man. This is a comedian so it, it, playing a. Character. It looks
0: like he's a sommelier, but he's interviewing He's reviewing Mountain Dew
1: and b- lick very cheap liquor. Like he he yes. did Mad Dog 2020 and he's he's doing like cocktails at a can he did uh taco some Taco Bell items Mountain Dew mm-hmm. like he he ranks him out of a hundred like a sommelier but he's unemployed and it, like his sets are all model kitchens so but he never talks about it you know he bar- he never breaks character. Uh, And Uh so, and people are like, in the comments, you see people building out the lore of this character, like, he's divorced, he mentions his ex-wife a lot, Uh, he's, all his videos are shot in one of three places, there's two different model house kitchens, and then his car. And whenever there's a car video, people are like, oh no, he couldn't get into the model house today. (laughs) But it's, he commits to the bit, videos are very short you can watch all of them in this span of like a couple hours, probably they're very funny. They're really good jokes. Um, I don't know. It's, and it's, it's still, and this is one of the, usually I find all these YouTube channels after they have like 10 million subscribers and you're like, Oh, how have I never heard about this guy? But this guy doesn't have that many subs yet. So I, I find his videos very funny and they're, uh, they're pretty short too. So that's a, that's a plus. Doesn't overstay his welcome. Well edited. um, I did play but unemployed, and I'm un- unemployed. Unfortunately, I did play a video game. Eric, neat, neat. Hitman Three came out. Um, it's the 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 final of the of this trilogy, this Hitman trilogy. Um, it's great. I loved Hitman One. I loved Hitman Two. This is more of that, but they've certainly they've evolved the gameplay a little bit they've evolved the levels a little bit more they do more with they push the envelope about what this game can be um it's it is i don't know if i do you remember anything about me talking about hitman before
0: i remember having the discussions i remember there's a sort of a little open worldy feel to like the hits that you have a couple of different options and things you can do and you can dress up like this guy and you can pretend to be this and little things like that that's that is my gist of the game in fact i think my whole understanding of the series comes from you talking about it
1: yeah it, you're that's mostly right it's basically like there there is a story going through these three games but it's really it's even more like distinct in this game where it's even the, it's the situations, the most dire, most, most of the line, most the biggest stakes. And the gameplay is like, there's literally a knives out level in this game where you are, you're, intruding on this family of this dysfunctional family that are, are like trying to kill that is eating each other from the inside and you come in right at that exact moment and you can decide to impersonate the private detective that's been hired to just to, to to unveil unveil things you can kill every single member of the family uh to to give you an idea of the kill uh you're trying to, your main mission is to kill the matriarch of the family she is a secret evil bad guy and you can there is a situation where you can have you can uh impersonate a cameraman who's been hired to take a picture of the family and you basically through a series of uh you know rigging you can electrocute a chair that's right in the middle of this picture and you as the cameraman are just waiting there at your camera all the family gathers around this chair uh The matriarch goes last, sits down, and the thing that triggers the electricity is you taking the picture. And the the camera shifts into your shot of this woman as she is electrocuted. It's just a still frame. It's Looney Tunes. It's absurd. And that's everything in this game. It's just the gameplay itself. It's like, oh, yeah, you kill this person with an exploding golf ball or or (laughs) you push them off the tallest building in the world. And then, then you go cut to go to the cutscene. It's like, oh yes, very serious. But then you play the game, and it's just like, oh, you're you poison this person with rat poison, and then you drown them in a toilet.
0: <laughs> Seems overkill to me.
1: It is. I mean, all these people you're killing, also the worst people on earth. No, it it it's like Punisher Max in that way, mm-hmm. where everyone is just the most reprehensible monster. There's there's
0: no. There's no moral conundrums.
1: No, like you kill a, like some innocent waiter to take his costume. Okay, maybe you know that's not great. But the all the bad guys, no, 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 they're terrible. They're monsters. They they kill people for no reason. They're 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 trillionaires and they just you know basically treat humans as pawns. Who cares if they die? So there's that. Uh, Hitman Three is a great game. I'd suggest it on its own. But frankly, if you haven't played one or two, you can get access to both those games in this same package for relatively little money and it is just it, you can replay these levels dozens of times there's just so much replayability in all of them you learn they're they're more like puzzles than they are like it's not like an action game like there are certain moments where you're like oh yeah I, I want to shoot I want to get in a shootout with a bunch of characters but you don't have to play it that way and largely when you're playing it best you're not playing it like an action game you're just like you're constructing Rube Goldberg devices and then it just turning them right at the same time so you can kill a but bo- You can kill, like, oh, I need to kill three people with one chandelier. How do I do that? I set up this, 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 and then suddenly, oh, they're all here at the same time. It's very, it's very, it's very fulfilling, very pleasing. It is only hmm. on the PC on the Epic Game Store. Another one of those. It's Epic exclusive for probably a year, I'm guessing.
0: Must be nice, Epic.
1: Pretty sure that's the... They, but IOI, who make these games, have their next series of games. Games are going to be James Bond. They bought, the, they got the license for James Bond, and you can clearly see how that would work with some of these levels. They, you, mm. you go like, oh, this would be a perfect James Bond level. You're like, there's a level where you're in Berlin, infiltrating a nightclub, and there's secret, secret, uh like agents basically that are hiding in disguises throughout the level and you're basically just walking around trying to take them out without being without you being seen and it's like this is just this is james bond easy this would be just port that right over i'm excited for that frankly um that's it that's all i got neat neat
0: you want to talk about a surprising amount of hitman hate online that i've seen I mean, there was previous games, not necessarily this one.
1: Okay. I mean, well, there's a, there's the previous two are the same developers. All the games before that were different, a different company and they're, Hmm. they're different. They're not quite the same. Um, and there's probably people, it's, it's like the, it's like Fallout games where you're like, oh, I only play Fallout one and two, Fallout three in New Vegas and four are garbage. And you're like, then there's other people who've only played the new ones and love them, but don't like the older games. So it's like that. It's that same kind of you get that same kind of schism, even though these new games are great. I don't know why you wouldn't. I don't know. I love them. They're so much fun. Um, You're talk about the Hulk.
0: No, well, that's going to run wild on us. <sighs> better get to it.
1: You're going to you're going to do that.
0: What trolley? Of course.
1: Of course. Uh, we can move on to our final segment segment. Wait, no, that's a Simpsons thing. I don't say that for this podcast.
0: You need a, Do you not have a script? No. Do you not? No. Do you not? I don't. Can't read things.
1: No, I don't. I'm not. I'm not a smart man. Uh, I mean, we all have our problems. Yeah, fair. Yeah, we all have our crosses to bear. <laughs> yes. We can move on to our final segment. It's time for Nerbo Book Club. Nerbo Book Club is a part show where can I assign a longer collected work, discuss it in depth, like what a book in a book club, except it's a comic book. This we we are discussing the Incredible Hulk Epic Collection Future Imperfect. Uh, we had read that that uh, that Maestro book not too long ago that uh, that was written by Peter David and you had mentioned wanting to read some old Peter David from his from his run on with with the Hulk back in the nineties, eighties and nineties. And here we are. This is probably Future Imperfect is probably the most famous Peter David Hulk story. It is, it is the, it's a, a character visits the end of the world, uh, back before they did it a thousand times. It was still relatively novel when it happened back then. It was basically Days of Future Past and then this. Now there's a, a three dozen of them, if not more. Mm-hmm.
0: We definitely read a bunch of, a bunch of that shit this week.
1: <laughs> we did, exactly. Future State. That's exactly what mm-hmm. Future State is. Um, yeah. What do you, what? Uh, what is your impressions, Eric?
0: Um, this is not at all what I thought it was going to be, and I think that it's interesting the ways that it is similar to something like the Immortal Hulk, and also not that similar, and how it is also very similar to, I mean, quite frankly, similar to, uh, fucking Maximum Carnage, um. Because it has a lot of that feel and it really feels like super 90s book. I mean, the Hulk literally has a Jonathan Taylor Thomas haircut, <laughs> which I don't understand why that haircut was so important for that that decade. I I had it. Um, we were really into it. I don't know why, um, but we were.
1: Yeah. It's, Uh, this is, this is um, Professor Hulk, famously. The first, Peter David basically invented the Smart Hulk. Um, This is the Pantheon stuff, which you get a general impression of in this. It doesn't really, like, a lot of this is like, it's basically you have to read most of the run to get the full story on a lot of these characters. So you're only going to get a bit here, but it gives you a sense of what all the stories are like. I don't know. There, there's a weird split. Like the thing that I came away from it is, it's like a weird split of like very '90s superhero stuff, like super '90s superhero stuff, like mm-hmm. just like Maximum Carnage, so yeah. much, just the same. And then there's a, the other bit, which is like very soap opery, very like it's <laughs> <laughs> like they're planning a wedding, <laughs> like there's, it's mm-hmm. like it's like a romantic comedy. I don't know it's 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 a little it's a little strange with that where it's and, just...
0: and for some reason they put down a, a a riot in the civil rights era yeah i don't, I don't know, know what
1: the, yeah that's like there's a back
0: i don't know what i don't know what peter david was thinking there he's normally like it almost read a little sketch
1: no i uh there is certainly um I don't know. You there are there's a, there was a controversy with Peter David at a con recently. I think it was a couple year or two ago about um, mm. talking about gypsies, Romani's. Um, yeah, there was a controversy about that. But then there's a lot a lot about this comic that seems relatively progressive for the time. Like it 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 has I don't know. There's there there's gay characters. They're, they they explicitly yeah. mention AIDS, and it seems I would.
0: I would say that certainly for this era, Peter David is extremely, I mean, I think like to be insensitive about Romani's and say gypsy, I think that's just, it's like saying Eskimo or something, you know, like you don't even, they seem like fucking fantasy made up people, uh, but they're not. Um, I don't know. I can't imagine what he would have possibly said about that. I think, by and large he's probably uh, he's probably fine but that section god only knows what he's thinking
1: no i don't know there's a there that's the it's like a weird backup story with the pantheon in mm-hmm. like in in the bat in the past as they like, time travel and stuff and you're like
0: they uh, were just kind of weird in general um i didn't mind i didn't mind all that noodling around That it's interesting but God, I think, I mean, and, and this is even what I was going to say earlier, it really does say a lot like how different this reads versus comics today, because people will just fuck around, and here's a character, and here's a bunch of characters, and it's not like it's not like here's a, a, a an episode of a television show, and it has to wrap up in five uh, five books, and then we're releasing it as a trade. This is like 900 billion stories, they all sort of bleed in and out of each other, and here's a collection that's 400 pages long. (laughs) It's a lot
1: i mean and a, the fact that a lot. there's a it's a lot but there's also like this is a, this is pretty far along in a peter david's run he's pretty ensconced mm-hmm. at this point and i imagine mm-hmm. some of that is like it's just like and like chris claremont did the same thing as he went after he yeah. ran, ran wrote x-men for 10 years it's like he's probably just gonna do this until someone tells him to stop like until he decides to stop or they're they, someone takes it away from someone yeah like They're just they have they've built up this all these different characters and all this gigantic cast. We're just gonna have feature all of them. There's just gonna be an issue where uh, a man with two faces hits on She Hulk.
0: There's gonna be like that. He definitely wanted She Hulk to step on him.
1: Yeah, that the lower that was
0: a step on me, mommy moment. It is ever I've seen. it. It
1: is the lower face. I mean, come on.
0: Well, I already made the joke that, of course, the lower face is a sub. Everyone knows that.
1: Everyone knows it. Uh, but that's the, that there's like, oh, yeah. there And and Hulk goes out in a space and fights aliens. All, and there's also there's a wedding. And it's just like, yeah, it's it. It doesn't feel it's it's. I don't know. There is a certain there is a certain charm to it, I think, to that. Kind of meanderingness when it's, but it's also, you're like, at a certain point, you're like, okay, come on, come on. Why are we, what are we doing? Why is there so much of this? Why is there so much of that, you know, especially when you're getting to the end of the 400 pages? (laughs) And then, but that's the other thing, Eric. This is the other thing The Incredible Hulk, because Future Imperfect is released separately, basically, from this, the main Incredible Hulk book. And it's only two issues and there is no way in hell if they did that story today it would only be two issues mm-hmm. that thing it doesn't it doesn't even it feels like
0: more than two issues though
1: i think they're longer i think they're extra long yeah. issues but still it'd be like that'd be like a 12 issue series or a 12 issue event if they mm-hmm. did that today they do do that they're like we're like you said future state that's what that is yes and it's you know d- dozens and dozens of comic books and you're like oh it takes place in this future world where the hulk has gone crazy and taken control and the current hulk i love t- it so much by the way no it's future, fucking amazing future imperfect is awesome
0: it's great it looks like it looks like a fucking student of mobius drew it i adore it so much george perez yeah well i mean i i really don't like George Perez that much. It looks like nothing. I don't know. I mean, I obviously the and I always get it confused. If it's in it's Infinity Gauntlet, is what I'm thinking of, isn't it? That mm-hmm. Perez did at yes. least some issues on, yeah. Yeah, he did Infinity. Gauntlet. Um, i the 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 the, the, thing, the comparisons are there, but this doesn't this doesn't look like it at all. This looks like fucking French comics to me. And I love it so much.
1: Well, I mean, it's like I, I, I read a lot of these books back in the day when I was a kid. I read some of these Hulk books. This is like it, like I don't know. We were talking on Discord about like I don't know. We are, I don't know if I would describe this comic as good, but as a whole, not future and perfect, yeah. But right. It made me feel good because it like there's a lot of nostalgia here, and the way the Hulk looks the way that these characters talk to each other, how like flippant it is. I don't know. It, it, it reminds me so much of a lot of like of that era and how much of these books I read then. And I cannot tell you how much, how crazy it was to me as a kid, how I was, I stared at this page, that two page spread of all the relics of all the superheroes. I stared at that page probably for hours as a child
0: it's interesting that that's the that's what you got hung up on as a kid, but I think it does make sense. Um, that's a you know, reading this for the first time in 2021. I mean i I read fucking um oh god, what is it, Old Man Logan? Mm-hmm. You know, which is basically this exactly. Um, but this is like this is like the nerdiest thing that ever existed. Mm-hmm. The year this came out, uh, so I understand that would be the case.
1: Well, you're just like, like <sighs> I just remember having the distinct. I'm like, oh my god, that's Wolverine's skeleton. You're like, you're like, it's just mm-hmm. like pouring over these pages, like, oh, that's the Red Skull's skull they're like there's oh cyclops eyepiece like you're just like pouring over these pages like oh my god this is what happened to all these heroes they're all the be they literally have beast fur hanging out in the background you're like oh my god they skinned the beast god the maestro is terrible um no but future imperfect is is great it's concise it mm-hmm. deepens like the hulk and like the potential futures of him and it it ties in a little bit to the regular Incredible Hulk, where he is, you know, Doc Samson. That was a, a a staple of this run of basically of the entire Peter David run is Doc Samson doing like psychoanalysis with Bruce Banner and digging down into like why is this character like this? Why is he like this? Why you shouldn't act? Why are you, you know you're talking about anger and con- they talk about confrontation and this and you know there's a little bit of meta in there about oh yeah solve everything with your punching and you're like well yeah he has to it's a comic book it's a superhero comic book he's also a
0: giant green man
1: he is a giant green man
0: like his whole his whole shtick is i'm strong and i have big hands
1: and i punch guys
0: all right um i'm just putting it out there okay there is no way the hulk can fuck a human woman there is no fucking way. He is ten feet tall. <laughs> he weighs like two fucking tons. It's bullshit, man. Like there's there's no one find a way. There's no one putting a twenty two inch dick inside a normal human woman. Like it's not happening. They they find there's th- there's no one with
1: infinite strength. <laughs> there's a uh, there's uh they there's devices assistive devices the whole maestro is has, has gotten them made by by his assistants in the future it's what like is a, the fun in that i don't i'm just saying that's the only way i could possibly explain it okay i agree with you i
0: i, I mean god bless it is it is like i don't know it it it, it makes me feel bad about myself because it is like it is fun seeing these George Romero, like all of this, like harem art, but in general, like it's a, it's kind of a gross, like it, it's a, it's a, it's a bit of a gross, uh, I don't know. He's a bad guy. He's intended to be a bad guy, but it's not a great thing. Uh, it's literally put there for us to, mm-hmm. to fantasize about. Um, and I, I mean, I, I admit, I, I look at it and I'm like, "Oh, it's yeah." <laughs> but like I'm like, I don't know, man. It's not good. I don't know that we need it in fiction anymore. It's not the greatest. But this is fucking great and unfortunately, I will admit that it does add to my enjoyment uh of this.
1: I mean, I it's a, it's an interesting little thing because it takes place it like that the 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 George Perez art in it is different from other most a lot of other George Perez art but it's also very different from the Gary Frank art that takes up most uh-huh. of this run um although I do really enjoy the Gary Frank art um there's also, a lot of
0: there's a there's a lot of nice drawing in here especially for this era what a lot of cute girl art uh got to admit that it warms my heart um seeing a bunch of silly looking 90s girls in this book
1: also the devil's in here, Meph- mephisto, is here.
0: Me- mephisto gets his ass whooped it's he
1: does is Hulk- like, a wedding day get out of here mephisto no room for your deals today brand new day yeah. someone else mm-hmm. get out of here
0: also death
1: Death's uh, yeah uh, we should also mention the many she's a fucking dc character so is doomsday's in here too doomsday yeah, shows up
0: that's a gag yeah like she literally has lines and you you sent it to me and I read it, but it didn't even fucking compute to me until now she's a fucking DC character. Why why would she be in this?
1: Because it's I the guess, it's I the guess 90s, Peter David man.
0: Just just liked just liked Neil Gaiman.
1: He, oh, absolutely. There's a hundred percent. That's a hundred percent the reason is just Oh, you know what? I really like Sandman. So, let's put that in here. Let's get it. You know, Sandman wasn't too pre too. This is a little bit after Sandman, but not that much after. So, um, it feels relatively contemporary. Yeah, it's 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 nearby. You cannot tell me all of
0: Sandman ended by the time when this came out. What year was this released?
1: Ninety two, ninety three, ninety
0: four. Yeah, all of Sandman was not done by then. No, could not have been.
1: When was the last one?
0: The Wake was released in 96.
1: There you go. So, it was not done. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, we're going to have it's that a, character it, in here.
0: Yeah, it feels contemporary to a lot of this.
1: They won't sue us, right?
0: I imagine Gaiman... Gaiman is actually a pretty gracious guy when it comes to stuff like that. I would be more concerned about DC. But she's not mentioned by name. She face is never shown. You have a lot of plausible deniability there, but it is... It is definitely like that. Is one hundred percent who it is, and everyone else, everyone else, everyone else knows what's going on.
1: Rick Jones loves Black Flag.
0: I mean, they're fine.
1: He's also this embarrassed. Is, this, is,
0: this is this is more Henry Rollins references.
1: Yeah, he's embarrassed. His, his fiance was in a, uh, a new was new to the movie. movie. God forbid. Um, grow up, Rick Jones.
0: I think he got over it pretty quick. It seemed like.
1: I mean, well, he did because she took a deal with the devil. <laughs>
0: i guess that's true
1: so but then yeah, that's oh that's true there is also like there's this the, the blado trauma <laughs> just a man with blades on him that's a, like that's the 90s stuff in here it's like when you look at the villains and you're just like oh this guy just has blades for armor like and he's like some intergalactic guy and he wants to take a human bride and you're like okay this bi-beast and the what Doctor Madman is whatever the hell that guy's name was, uh the guy the the mad scientist who's at Loch Ness the Loch Ness monster.
0: There's some silly fucking shit in here. Yes, um, God, uh, so many. It's fucking like pages. it's
1: basically but that stuff's like basically like, like a comedy book. Like it's not even like there's some of this stuff's really really serious, and then there's just this like you know kill power and uh uh motor mouth and you're and Hulk fighting them and, and with Loch Ness like the Loch Ness monster he literally like kicks the Loch Ness monster in the head. In one of these books there's I don't think
0: yeah, I don't think I don't think comics took themselves that that seriously back then. Um or at least I will say you're correct and that the tone is
1: going to a lot of places cuz I mean Future Imperfect is pretty serious. Yeah and but then like but that's and then it jumps back to the present and there's a wedding and they have all the different villains showing up to the wedding and nick fury is right there's nick fury in this and there's like there's prisoners of war in this like you the, the the hulk breaks out and wrongly imprisoned woman out of a u.s prison you know like uh, okay like it, it the tone shifts a lot um and i don't I don't necessarily mind that, honestly, because this whole book is, so, like you said, it's so meandery. It's so it just moves around so much. and it takes its time. It doesn't like I mean, I don't know. It's I, I don't want to. I don't know if that's like all comic books, but it certainly felt like comic books had more leash for that, I guess. Mm. More give. But as a person who's read a lot of this, not quite a while, but I've I certainly read a lot of this when I was younger. This is what it is, really. I think this is a good snapshot. I think this g- gives you a good, a good portrait of like this is what Peter David largely this is how he wrote. This is how X Factor is too, um, which I also really enjoy. Um, but this is kind of his style. He's very, he's very like, I don't know, stereotypical comic book writerly guy. Mm-hmm. And that's all good and bad, I think, in, in parts.
0: Yeah, because I think I could. It's not exactly like uh, Claremont, No, but he definitely feels cast in that image. I kind of like this. It's weird because, like simultaneously, I like it more and less than Claremont, because I think the stories individually, like they kind of hang together less well compared to a Claremont story. Um, he can tell an arc better than than I think Peter David can. But, like, I don't know, there's something about maybe the dialogue is easier to read, the pages flow better. Like, I can get through this a lot quicker. It's, it's like something like the storytelling is better or something.
1: I mean, that, it's, it's, that, it's less dense, for sure, than Claremont.
0: I, I think there's still plenty of density.
1: There is a... There, I, I mean, think he's telling a lot of story, but, like, Claremont
0: was... Claremont was a fucking try-hard with a million words on every page there's that and i I think at a certain point you gotta you gotta step back he can tell i think i i think i think peter david is telling as much story but with half as many words and even that's a shitload of words
1: i mean that's a a lot of those words though that is there's a lot less narration in this a lot more dialogue it is a lot more not a lot of thought bubbles no not a lot of thought bubbles either it's a lot of characters talking to each other and in 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 back and forth between superhero monologue and oh, what's playing? Oh, Rick Jones like relationship problems. Like it's it's that Rick
0: Jones is Cato Kalin
1: <laughs> He kind of is, yeah. There's a there's certainly. I mean, we didn't even mention Mr. Beans in this comic book.
0: Mr. Bean is legitimately full on in this comic book.
1: The prison warden in there is definitely is just Rowan Atkinson. That's just yeah. Mr. Bean there.
0: One hundred percent, Mr. Bean.
1: Not even hot, like not even obscuring it at all. This is just Mr. Bean. Hmm. Um. I think that's Peter David himself admitting doing the being the preacher at the wedding.
0: Is that who that is? I, I thought it was Ron Jeremy. <laughs>
1: not quite. I don't know. Captain America. In map co- Captain, his- Captain America in full costume in a suit. I know that's the, doing like, both. I'm like Steve, man. Just take your. I think everyone knows who you are, right? Just take you can. Yeah, you could take your your mask off, man. It's all right. The Hulk's it's right a, there. There's
0: a, there's a different. Yeah, it's a different fucking era. I guess I don't know.
1: They're like, well, how do they know he's it's Captain America if he's not? Well, how does how does the reader know who he is? Yeah, is the real answer. That's. I mean, that's what I mean. It's so the reader would have to. I really like the Mephisto. He, he looks really neat in this. Mm-hmm. Mephisto looks... It's a good character design in Mephisto, to be fair.
0: He's as corny as he could be. Yep.
1: I love... I mean, this this. this is the era of Silver Surfer comics. I've read random Silver Surfer comics all the time here. It's Doctor Strange comics all the time here. Red Defenders. Like, it's all that. It's the same era of stuff. It, it gives me the warm and fuzzies. Would I recommend this to anyone? Mm. If
0: you like, like dumb comics. Here you go.
1: Here, here, Eric. This is There's okay. a lot of them. This is my this is my I have two questions for you then. hmm One is I already know the answer. Would you recommend Future Imperfect? As it by itself. Oh, two issues.
0: Hell. Hell fucking yeah. A hundred
1: percent. Yeah. Absolutely. No 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 doubt in my mind. Yeah, you recommend that. It's two one, it's two issues. It's easy to read. It's really good. Do you recommend this? Hey, here's four hundred pages.
0: Well, I think. If you're looking for something succinct, this ain't it, comma, chief. Um, <laughs> I will say this is, and I'm going to get the exact page count as per comiXology.com, Comicsology.gov. The back cover of the last of these books is page 480.
1: It's a lot of pages.
0: Uh, it is 1999 on the non-sale price for this collection. That's a lot of material for $20. bucks. is five times, maybe more, what you normally get for $20 out of comics. Um, You can just read this for a while. (laughs) So I think there's a lot to be said for that. There's some pretty okay stuff in here. It's very different than a lot of what we expect out of comics today. But this is, there's 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 bang for your buck here. You could spend $100 on Hulk books, get these collections, and read all fucking year.
1: Yeah, and that's not even when they're on sale. When I bought this for $4.
0: Yeah, so imagine paying $4 and getting nearly 500 pages of content. And it's
1: it's honestly
0: pretty palatable. No, it's
1: it oh. is it's like it's it is it's very pleasant. That's what I would like describe. Like Future Imperfect is a great two parter. It's absolutely recommended. The entirety of this is if you if you've never read Peter David Hulk, this is as good as good a part a chunk as any to read if you just want to taste. Um, but. As a person who read comics was reading comics then was reading some of these comics, then this is a very nice pleasant like just you just ease back in and it's it is very different from superhero comics today. I think good in some parts and not as good as others, but it doesn't necessarily mean like it's not like oh, this is demonstrably worse than comic superhero comics today. it's just very different, and I have a soft spot in my heart for these comics so for $20 like you said. Really good value. You get a lot of comics and it's a nice like easy read. It's actually very pleasant when it's on sale. It's mm-hmm. a no no doubt in my mind go pick it up because like it's a uh, you know it's it's not like it's like the the quality is there. It's just not the tone is not necessarily consistent. It has its problems and I think that's going to be there with any books from this era. It's mm-hmm. just how it was just how they were written, how they were made at the time.
0: Yeah. I I Specifically, stopped reading comics, American comics in this era because of stuff like this. And so now I'm okay with it. You know, I'm less judgmental about this this kind of this kind of weird, super cheesy stuff. Um, I, st- I I opted to go entirely to super stupid, cheesy shit from Japan.
1: <laughs> um, he swapped out.
0: Yeah, I mean it was a different. It was a different flavor of cheese, right? Um,
1: sometimes you want a Swiss. Sometimes you want a cheddar.
0: Yeah, uh, it's all Gouda.
1: How are you gonna? How are you gonna start
0: talking about cheese and not ex- expect the cheese bun? It's like, what's? Wh- who do you even think I am?
1: I'm trying to think of another one to you come back. I, I, I cannot. I can't come up with one. I was trying to think of another okay. cheese. I couldn't come up. You'll with you'll
0: any. Gruyere to appreciate it.
1: No, no 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 don't that no that is not acceptable that is a, that is a criminal act you just committed That's you should go to jail you should go to jail for that they should have a pun police come out here and arrest you for that terrible crime you just committed against me to our listeners as well uh anything else you want to say about the incredible hulk uh, by Peter David, and Gary Frank, and George Perez.
0: Um, I don't know. I like it.
1: Yeah. I think that's where I meant, too. I like it.
0: Yeah. It's dumb. I yeah, like
1: it. It's dumb, but I like it. Oh
0: my god, what is with, what is with <laughs> them creating th- these guys with potato heads? <laughs> I don't know. There's multiple potato head dudes.
1: I don't know what to tell you. It's a look.
0: So weird, man. It's weird, man. It
1: is weird, man. Uh that's uh Incredible Hulk Epic Collection Feature Imperfect. Uh next time, we're gonna be discussing I just had it open. Uh we only find them when they're dead. First volume of that by Al Ewing and Simone De, Simone Demio. First arc just finished just completed, and we're excited to read it. Uh you can read along with us if you'd like. they will do it for us today. Uh, we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour. You can find us at Hour dot com. Find links there to all the stuff we do, all the places we are. Our website uh, has let's see, has Facebook and our Twitter and our RSS feed. If you like the show, please give us a review on uh, your your podcast app of choice. Subscribe. And tell your friends. All those things help help us out. Help us find new listeners. We really appreciate it. Uh, you can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Darman, and my website is robbydarman.com It has links to all my podcasts and links to purchase my horror novels. My newest novel, Splatterfest, is a slasher mystery whodunit set at a horror film convention where all the celebrity guests are being picked off one by one. Great for fans to scream. You can find it on Amazon. Read for free with Kindle Unlimited. Eric, sure, where can they find all the things you do online? What a
0: super fun question uh you can see my portfolio at freewillunlimited.com and see uh many other things i get up to online at ericzgoodnight.com uh that includes uh twitter, instagram, twitch, most of those social media services where i am known as EZ Goodnight.
1: well that folks will call today have a good one Rockin